Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Life with Matt Boshears. I hope that this week's podcast encourages, inspires, strengthens, and most of all, gives you a deeper understanding of the kingdom of heaven. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. And if you think someone else needs to hear about this podcast, please go and share it. Now, let's get into this week's podcast. How's it going? Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to another episode of Kingdom Life with Matt Boshears. Let's get into it. Today we're going to be talking about uh, one of the things that I absolutely hate to do. Um, and it is within no doubt, I think, something that most people cannot stand to do. Um... And it's like that, it's that four letter W word uh, that just drives people nuts. And that is weight. If you're like me and are a highly impatient person, then you'll un- then you're <laughs> you understand when I say that waiting is sometimes one of the most frustrating things that we will do in our lives. However, it's one of the things that is inevitable that we are going to do. That we cannot escape it. We can't get away from it. We are going to have to wait sometimes. You know, growing up, we, um, you know, couldn't wait to turn uh, 16 so I could get my license. I couldn't wait to turn 18. Um, I would say so that it was so I could vote, but yeah, that's that's not it. It was so I could be my own individual. I could make my own rules. I could do what I wanted to do. Um, you know, and I could just spend your life just waiting. Um, a lot of times we got to wait to meet certain requirements uh, for a career. We had to wait to find that special someone in life or some of us are still waiting. Wait to buy that house. Wait to get on that, um, to get through that waiting list for that apartment. And, you know, waiting for five o'clock to get here for work. Um, wait for this, wait for that. Wait on that person to, to turn in traffic. I tell you, some of the, the worst waiting is in traffic. It is miserable, especially around people who don't know how to drive. Uh, we have to wait in traffic, and then you're just watching people just cutting in and out and just zip, zipping around trying to uh, get ahead of everybody. It just drives me nuts. I hate waiting. I hate it. Um, but yet, it's inevitable. That's something we're always going to have to do. Um, And it's, it's just amazing that in today's society, it's one of the things that uh, people act like it's an inconvenience now. Uh, just today, um, I had to run up to Target to get a few things. And Target, like most places, are understaffed, and they don't have that many people working. And there was 
one lady actually at a a checkout and uh, then you had to self-checkouts. I think like one or two of the self-checkouts were down. So there was like two self-checkouts and then a lady working at the, actually at, at a checkout herself. I'm not gonna lie, that line was long. And even when I walked up there, I was like, oh gosh. But I didn't have anywhere to be except back at the apartment. And I was like, oh, you know, it is what it is. And the lady that was behind me asked me which line I was in. I was like, ah, I don't really know. I'm like, it's kind of all just blurred into one line. She's like, I know. Um, I was like, ah, it's not too bad. I really don't have anywhere I need to be. So, you know, it is what it is. And she looked at me like I was a psycho because I was not aggravated like everybody else for having to wait in line. And the best part about that was um, a a uh, little lady came up and opened up another checkout, and she, like, pushed her way in front of me. I guess she thought since I didn't have anywhere to be that it was okay that she cut me, which it was. I didn't care. Um, but, I mean, she just stormed up there, like, shoving everybody out of the way. Um, but the best part was everybody moved out of that line. So, like, you know, it was like traffic when, you know, three cars got away, you get to move up. And so as she's walking out of Target, I'm literally walking right behind her. And I just like kind of looked over and just like smiled. And uh, she called me a not so nice word. <laughs> she definitely called me a bad word in her mind. But it was like, it was just, it's fine. Like, we're just waiting. Like, let, let's just realize they're understaffed. They don't have the people here. We don't know what's going on. It's fine. The extra five, ten minutes that we're going to have to wait in line, it's not, it's not going to break our day. But yet it was something that was so aspirating to have to do was to wait in line. And we got to think about that, that, that today's culture has pushed that on us, that, um, that culture now is so fast-paced. We have taken fast, quick, for, for that's the way it, things should naturally be and should go. But in reality, development is a slow pace. That things just don't happen overnight. That it takes time. That there's a process for things to go through. But that's not what culture has created for us. Because the faster we can get what we want, the faster we can move on to something else that we want. And when we have to wait on something, I mean, you know, next day Amazon... You know, but, you know, if everybody and their brother around me does next day, it might be the next day after next day. And that's a, that's a whole ordeal. I got to wait two days for this package. I should have had it yesterday. But culture has seen that that's what people want. So they cater to that. And we expect 
that if society's going to cater that, cater to that side of us, that that's something that God should cater to. You know, businesses have seen that. You know, obviously, that's what people want. We want, we want quicker and faster, so they start to develop new ways and and new things and um, to focus on getting it to us quicker, getting it to us faster, uh, and no way, no hassle. Um, we'll bring the groceries to you. We'll bring the groceries out to you. Uh, you don't have to come in and 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 shop anymore. We'll actually pick up your produce for you, and it's going to be garbage produce because they're going to pick all the bad stuff first uh, because that's their business. But we'll look over that. It's amazing that people will understanding that Kroger, Walmart, and all that are going to pick the bad, the older produce first and put it in your bag. And they'll complain about it, but they continue to do it because it's no hassle. Because we'll accept quick and faster services and give up quality. We may complain about it, but we'll still go back, which means that we're okay with it. And essentially, we are okay with something that we go back to. Think about this. If I go through the line at McDonald's, I'm going to complain about how long the line is. And no matter how, you know, even if there's three cars, you know, it's not fast enough. And then I'm going to complain that my sandwich, my Big Mac, does not look like the picture. But we expect the guy back, the person back there making our food to do it as fast as he possibly could to get that food out to me. But I want it in a good quality. And when we don't get that, it's like, oh, but then we'll go back to it, which means I'm okay with the fact that my burger is going to look disgusting and all the meat, you know, you know meat's going to be falling out of one side. And there's going to be ketchup and mustard or whatever, all, all over it. Um, but I got it fast. But when we come into the kingdom and we get a word or a promise or we feel that we're um, to use our gifts in a certain aspect, whether it be leading worship, playing for worship, uh, preaching, doing this ministry, doing that ministry, we feel that and, okay, we want it now. Give me the mic now. Uh, I want to lead now. Um, put me in, put me over a small group now. I don't need to sit under anybody first. I, I'm good. I got. It. I've been. I've been. I've been reading. I've been studying. I want it now. And we get kind of upset when we don't get what we're wanting or what we've been told or what we've we feel we're called to right then and there. And we think, where's God at? What's he doing? Well, we have a process. There's a process. You know, when we look at uh, 
King David. When David was anointed uh, to be king, uh, and he went right back out to the field to be over his sheep. He wasn't anointed and then brought into the palace. He was anointed and then sent back out to the field. And he had to wait 12 years to become king. Joseph had a dream about he obviously was going to be a leader that um, his brothers, uh, hey, fell down before his. And he had this dream that he was going to do great things, but he had to wait through the process of being sold into slavery by his brothers, uh, by being put in prison for a false accusation before he was ever placed in that position of authority. Abraham waited on his promise to be a father of many nations. And actually, when you look at it, Abraham really didn't even see that promise come to pass. It wasn't until after that he became the father of many. So why on earth would we think that we're going to be anything different or we're going to have any quicker access than those? Look at Jesus. Before Jesus started his ministry, he waited 33 years and then stepped into his ministry. And that's because waiting is one of the most important things that we will go through in our spiritual walk, in our journey. Because there's so many things wrapped up in the waiting that we need to focus on. The first thing that we will be going through in this waiting period is obviously there is a process that we need to go through to be able to do what we are set out to do well. There's always something that God wants to take us through. God wants to show us. God wants to reveal to us before we end up where he wants to place us. You know, I think um, about the times of my life where I was given a word or... um, told I was going to do something, and if I would have been handed it right then and there, it would have been a disaster, and I would have, and I would have failed. And I don't know if I would have went, and probably knowing me, I probably would not gone back to it. But it's the way that God teaches us and shows us and gives us small things. And part of that process is just him giving us small things for us to be faithful for so that he can give us the bigger things that he's wanting to give to us. You know, if I can't manage, you know, I may be the best um, public speaker and the best at talking, but if I can't lead my own household and manage my own household well and through him, I'll never be able to manage a large group of people well and through him. 
I can't pastor, if I can't pastor my family, I'll never be able to pastor a, a church. If I can't enter into worship myself, I'll never be able to lead others into worship. And so what, he's, what he does is he takes us through this process that we have to wait through so that he can shape us and that he can mold us into who we need to be. And a lot of times we have to learn lessons. We have to learn things along the way. And one of the, I say, one of the other things I believe that we have to, that we need to do in this, I was stuttering there a lot. <laughs> one of the things that he definitely wants to show us and do through us is in that waiting period, can we rest? Or are we going to try to conjure things up ourselves and get things going ourselves? Or can we trust him to do it in the time that he wants to do it and he sees fit? Because our ways are not his ways. Our time is not his time. But yet, we want to sometimes push our own agenda and push everything. And if God's not in it, then it's going to fail. But when we wait and rest in him... And allow him to do the work, allow him to push everything through, then that's when we prove faithful in the small, and that's when he gives us the many. You know, I was thinking, um, my wife and I have just recently moved up to Dayton, Ohio from Bowling Green, Kentucky. We were down in Bowling Green uh, because we started a, we helped plant a church down there. And, um, some things begin to shift in our life, and uh, we begin to all, it happened very quickly. We felt led that it was um, time for us to move on, and we begin to pray, and uh, we could feel the Spirit moving us on. Once we started to feel that, uh, we started to move some things around, and um, I'll tell you, I'm just to be honest. So, just talking about this. Uh, uh, her work had a um, dealership up here close to Dayton, and um, we were like, yeah, like, you know, this would, that would be an easy move for you. I'm, I, mean, I could find a job anywhere, um, but, you know, this is a great job for her, and so we were like, okay, like, talk to your boss and um, see what they would think about you transferring up there, and they were like, yeah, be, yeah, like, we don't want you to leave. We're going to, we'll move you, and we're like, okay, great. Praise God. Like, this is an open door. Let's do it, and then Silence. For like two months. And I got so aggravated a lot of times and so upset. I'm like, what is taking so long? This is this is ridiculous. And a lot of times I would get mad at her uh, owner. I'm like, what what's he doing? Like, why is he taking so long? This this is this is not how you conduct business. This is not what you do for people. And then one day I was praying, um, and I was um thinking about uh, the Last Supper and how, and I'm not going to go into it, but I think I did go into it um, at one of the other uh, podcasts about how John was leaned into uh, Jesus and how he didn't miss what was going on at the table with um, Judas because he was leaned into Jesus while everybody else was, the other disciples were talking about he was greater. And I got so overwhelmed. I was like, God, I don't want to get so focused on what's on our next move that I miss out on what you still want us to do here. And I think that is something that 
we need to take into into heart and into consideration. If we've not moved on to the next season of our life, then that means there is still something going on that he's wanting to show us in this season. And if we're constantly just looking forward to the next thing, the next thing, we're not willing to wait and rest and listen to the spirit, then we will miss what he's wanting to do right then and there. And I don't want to miss it. And I'm not saying that like we're going to be we're going to like miss the calling and things like that. Because I that's a whole different thing. But miss what he's doing around us and in us, because we're so focused on the next thing in our life. You know, athletes train hard um, to get where they where they need to be. And it's a process that they go through. They don't win by just showing up. Their winning is off the field. It's off the court. It's the practice. It's the drills. It's the getting up early. It's the staying up late. It's in the process that they have to go through to get there. But when we trust in him... He will take us through the process and he will show us. And in that wait and in that process, if we rest in him and say, you know what? I'm not going to get anxious. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to get busy about what's going on, but I'm just going to wait here on you, God. You know, one of the things I love to hear is uh, I'm just going to praise you in the hallway while I'm waiting on a door to open. And that is like, you know, what we talked about before is that, you know, I was going to worship. I want to praise you. I'm just going to exalt you. While I'm waiting. Because I may not be doing anything right now, but I can praise you. And let me lay my head in your lap. Let me sit at your feet and trust you. You know, Isaiah 40, 31 says, Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I, and I think that we need to get more people who are willing to wait and be renewed than rush and fall flat. And another verse of Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Let your heart take courage. Be strong. There is strength in waiting. Waiting in him. And so what I want to, my thing I want to push to you today is wait on him, but rest while you're waiting. Don't wait and feel like you got to do this and do that to get there. No, 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 no. Wait on him in your life and whatever season that you're going through. I know that sometimes being caught up in this limbo is rough and is hard. Uh, you don't know what the next step is. And, and I, 
my wife and I found ourselves there just a few months ago. Things happened really quickly, and then all of a sudden it was like, breaks. But I'm so thankful that we did, and we didn't rush things, and we relied on Him. And in that waiting, we grew closer together. We saw what God was doing, and we didn't miss Him in the room. We didn't miss Him in the process. But we did it by, we just waited on Him. And we just did the last thing that we knew to do. Until we heard something different, we stayed the course. And looking back, it was an easy course. Those months, yeah, at the time, I was frustrated and aggravated. But looking back, I'm like, wow, it was, it was such a small thing that he was doing in me. And he taught me a lot. So I just want to encourage you today that if you find yourself in a position where you're waiting on something next, or you don't know where else to turn, and you're like, I, I feel like I'm coming like up close towards the end of this, wait, stay the course, and rest. Let him do the door opening. Let him bring about the change. Let him do the doing. Let him do the work. And you will find strength. You will be able to run and not grow weary. You will be able to walk and not faint. Thank you for tuning in today and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.